Welcome to the Life Coaching with Ryan podcast, episode three. Hello, once again, Piapolis of Earth. Episode three continues my conversation with Jenny. We're going to be transitioning from self-talk to mantras. And as we wrap up my first ever podcast interview, I just want to say thank you for joining me on the journey and more to come. So, so I, I am conscious that you have a you have a limited time, and I want to talk to you forever. So let let's let's transition to mantras, and we can always cut back in more talk about self talk and labels and all that stuff. But um, I want to talk about mantras. So so for me, the way I was distinguishing labels, self talk, and mantras is that uh, labels are inherited, mm. um, and to some degree, we will create our own. Yeah. Um, I think you said something before we started the video, which was, no, maybe, actually, no, maybe it was right when we first started it. Yes, it's when we first started, you were talking about what a good mom is, what a good girl is. You can translate things. Yes. But I think there's certain tropes, there's certain archetypes, there's certain things that we've inherited about. I agree, yeah. With these labels. So I think that there's what we inherit, there's the labels that we inherit mm-hmm. and eventually construct. Mm-hmm. Then... I think that of self-talk as kind of labels on a loop. Yes. It's kind of the internalization of those labels. Yeah. Um, these prescriptions of how we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to live or mm-hmm. how we're supposed to talk, walk, dress, have sex, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to me, a mantra is consciously programmed self-talk. Yeah. So there's mantras in the sense of a meditation mantra, um, which I have some that I enjoy. And then there's mantras that are programmed moments. Like you saying, I have a mantra. Would I say this to my daughter? Yes. You know, one of my favorite mantras is I'll figure this out. I always do. Yes. That's one that, uh, a little over a year ago, uh, I just spontaneously started uttering to myself. There was some weird circumstance and I decided I want to have fun with it. And the expression of that mm. was the figure out you always do. Oh, I'm totally lost in a neighborhood I don't know. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I always do. There's not been a single circumstance in my life where I died where being lost because I'm right? here. Right. <laughs> I always figured it you out. Always figure and it so out. that's one of my that's that's become one of my favorite mantras. It's this kind of spontaneous utterance. So uh, this is why I have notes. Uh, uh, I think that a good mantra, like an effective mantra, is one that conversely brings someone to clarity and presence Mm. in the moment. Um, So there's a conscious component to it. But I think part of what's great about a mantra is it becomes a mindless thought Mm. in the sense that it ceases to be a matter of will, mind, force. It's not a thing where you're, you're, you're forcing yourself in that moment to say it or do it. Uh, Instead, it's like it, it integrates into your your being mm. like your state of being what do you think about that uh yeah you know it's interesting i have a, a, a interesting relationship to mantras i don't practice them like i don't have a consistent one hmm. um and it's interesting as a yoga teacher i feel like i should <laughs> i was actually i have a yoga one that i was going to bring up in a minute yeah I, I i think that part of my training i kind of i don't know why it's interesting doesn't, doesn't yeah matter. um <clears throat> yeah I think for the most part, my moral mantra that probably I've had since I was a child is what can I learn from this? Mm. It's sort of how I 
feel like I always subconsciously take moments, even though that they're really hard. Like, what can I learn from this? What is this showing me? Mm. Um, but I remember through a lot of very, very hard times in my life, the the one thing that got me, um, especially when my parents died, was, you know, this too will pass. This mm. will pass. Like, we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, this moment, this will pass. And it's okay. Yeah. Like, there was something comforting about, you know, being in that pain, but knowing that it will pass and it does Um, so I liked it because it gave me permission to be in it but I also felt this comfort of a hug you know where it's like okay this will pass this will Mm -hmm. pass Um, so that I could have both feelings Um, yeah I think that's critical And, and again I don't know if this was before I hit record or after I hit record being able to simultaneously hold space yes right you weren't saying this Escaping too shall pass as a way to push away Correct. the resistance and grasping idea I was talking about from the Toltec practice. It's not, I am repeating this to myself to make the pain go away. Mm-hmm. It, that would be resistance to that pain. It's not saying it um, to bring joy, which would be grasping. I need something right. I don't have. Because I don't want to feel this. It was, I'm going to feel this. And part of how I am going to make this tolerable, processable, being able to be present with it is to say this too shall pass. So I can be with the pain, I can be with the discomfort and still minimize it because I have trust, faith, belief, choose your poison. Yes. That I will be able to move through. So that's how it was for my depression. Yes. When I was just, the world was black Mm -hmm. and nothing was real. Mm -hmm. And I just, just quick self check, presuming that I do have a body and this is real, is am I going to cause any harm to it? No, I am not suicidal, I'm not in that space. Okay, next check. There isn't a next check. Oh God, what do I do? Nothing, yeah. nothing. You literally do nothing right. and then just accept. I, ha- I will hold on to the belief that I learned from when everything felt real. Yes. I will borrow the belief mm-hmm. that er, this too shall pass, mm-hmm. that this is a matter of time that I can get out of. That was where I was. Uh, other people, if you're depressed, get help immediately. Talk to someone. This, was, <laughs> this is not advice. <laughs> this is not advice. This is just how could I be with what I was experiencing right. and still see that there was another possibility. Right. Uh, Brooke Castillo talked about borrowing emotions and borrowing beliefs. You have to borrow from your future. Yes. Yeah. So I kind of had to borrow the, the idea that, you know, mom's a therapist, and what would mom tell me? Mom would tell me that mm-hmm. depression passes, and if it's not passing, that's a different problem. And you need to address that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, so this is how I'm going to be with this. Yes. I'm going to be with this. And, and bar- I, I wasn't, I'm going to stop being depressed because this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. It was... I'm depressed. And <laughs> yes, I think mantras can be, um, well, you know, my, my, my dad was an alcoholic and I remember having to go to these children of alcoholics meetings mm. and I was blown away by the mantra repeated. I, I am a child of an alcoholic. Um, hi, I'm Jenny and I'm a child of an alcoholic. And, and that's just like, or even in AA, I'm mm. an alcoholic, right? And I became really curious about that at a very young age because it didn't resonate with me. It right. wasn't my mantra. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. Even though that yeah. was my dad's choice, right. I don't even know if my dad was an alcoholic. 
that's a whole other you know what I mean yeah. but like either way when we repeatedly say these I things think. it becomes ingrained in us yeah. and I remember completely resisting that as a child and I think that's why I resist them to this day because if I don't want to convince myself of anything right. nor do I want to subscribe to something simply because there's a situation in my life that, you know, I am Jenny and I am going to live through divorce or I am Jenny right. and divorce doesn't break me. It's like, you know what? It, it, divorce might break me. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just right. sort of like, yeah. uh, it's, so I, this is what I was saying earlier about affirmations that are lying to yourself. Yeah. The, a, a, an affirmation from a perspective of resistance and grasping is yes. when it's denying where you are, denying how you feel and trying to produce a result that frankly is not possible because it's not true for mm -hmm. you right right it's like when people talk about the secret and the law of attraction right. if i just repeat this to myself enough it'll come to me no no if you believe it enough it'll come to right. you and yes affirmations are a way to change your right. belief but not the, the way. way to change your belief yes. and if it's all you're relying on you're not going to be very happy it's no. not going to work out for you it's like i am thin no you're not you look in the mirror and you're not thin you don't believe yourself. You're creating cognitive dissonance. It's, it's not It's very distorted. True. Yeah. And there's something that I think you translated a few affirmations in, in this book mm -hmm. when you were talking about the difference between I'm thin and I love my body. What does it need? Mm -hmm. And maybe you, you maybe your body needs to lose 10 pounds and that's okay. And maybe your body doesn't need to lose 10 pounds and it's perfect and you're healthy and it's wonderful. And yes. having an affirmation that I'm thin is not only lying to yourself, but again, it's that self-editing and it's yes. denying who you are and where you are. Yes. And that's how, how again, how valuable is that? Right. How valuable is this right now? If the yes. answer is it's not, maybe time to yeah. get rid of that. So for me, like my, my mantras, I have, I have a self-talk mantra, which is the one I mentioned, mm -hmm. which is, I'll figure this out. I always do. Yes. Um, there's a mantra that I learned from my Toltec teacher, which is fairly long, so I probably not repeat the whole thing right now. But I think the beginning part that's valuable is, um, I allow my higher self to think truth through me. Mm. I allow my higher self to feel divine connection mm. through me. I allow my higher self to take right action through me. Mm -hmm. I allow my higher self to heal through me. Mm -hmm. But even if you just capture those four things, none of that is, I'm going to be different. Right. None of that is, I have to think a certain way. I'm broken. None of that I is, I have fixed. to feel it. None of that is identity based. That's true. It's, it's how can I connect more deeply to myself in this moment, yeah. be present and act from that presence. Yeah. And I think that's really highly valuable. Mm -hmm. And then the other one I have when I'm meditating is the um, Lam Vam Rum. Oh, you go Yam, up the chakras? Bam, yeah. yeah. And for me, it's, it's, it doesn't matter like, okay, woo woo alert, that'll be another one. <laughs> I think that all woo is ultimately has a, has a basis in psychology, science, whatever else. And one day we'll be like, Oh yeah, we understand all things, but that's a much longer, separate conversation. So I will slip into the woo and almost invariably explain from a Western psychological or scientific perspective yeah. why I think it's also true, but I may spare the long chat for this one and just go with, I feel centered. Mm. It's, it's a way of reflecting on the presence of my body mm -hmm. when, I, when I say it and I go through where traditionally the chakras are, mm -hmm. I feel sensation there, I have bodily awareness there, and it's like putting this wonderful column of light through the center of my body that leads me to just 
be yes. there in a way. And so I actually do that before I say any other, other mantras that mm-hmm. are words in English that or would be loops in my head. Um, to bring myself to presence, mm-hmm. right? You could do that a thousand ways. Some people just say om. Some yes. people say ah. Some people intone. Some people do a specific breathing pattern or they yeah. focus on their breath. Or, or they or, eat hot dogs. Or they eat hot dogs. <laughs> Vegetarian, so maybe a tofu dog. Um, that's what I love about mantras, though, and that's where I think it gets distorted as people go, okay, now I'm taking yoga, and I have to do this, and I have to, and it's like, no, yeah. actually, you, you take what works, and then you create your own yes. thing, and it could be eating hot dogs while you say, um, like, <laughs> I wouldn't judge it, but it's like, we forget. I would, but I'd get over it. <laughs> You're like, I totally judge it. <laughs> I would. I would. Wait. <laughs> um, but it's like, we forget that we are in charge of our own autonomy. We are in charge of our own growth. Right. It's and that's where the self-help industry has taught us that we're not yes that we need we need their information to make us better it's mm-hmm. like actually no you need their information to learn go oh does that work for me and, and take and choose and like and then connect to you it's always yeah. about that so yeah. mantras are the same thing you know what works for you today <laughs> uh there's uh this group access consciousness and every once in a while i, I listen to some of their materials and uh they talk about making decisions for the next 10 seconds yes um, while I am not a big fan of everything they do, please do not take it as an endorsement, because every once in a while it feels just a little bit culty. Um, the core of it, right? It's a, a, you're familiar with CSE, yeah. Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose. Uh, they talk about the one truth known by many names. So take it from wherever you can get it. Take it from Jenny. Take it from Max. Hot dogs. Take it from hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know why, why hot dogs is in this. I I, I think not, I might want a hot dog. Do you want a hot dog? <laughs> I have to make sure you get a hot dog then. Of course, eating a hot dog up for you to do yoga class probably isn't. That'll be awesome. So. Yeah, yeah. You're like, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that hot dog. Namaste. No. <laughs> the divinity in me bows. The divinity in, in you your hot bows. Dogs. <laughs> I saw this shirt. It said Namaste in bed. I'm oh, sorry, I got off topic. I kind of want that. I, well, the other one was Nama Cray Cray. The crazy in me honors the crazy, the crazy in you. Kind of want that Nama too. Nama Cray Cray? That's my humor. That is. No. <laughs> I, Nama stay in bed. I like it. Okay, I, sorry. I think the, Talk about a mantra. That's a good mantra. That's a good one. I like yeah. that. See, they See, I kind of into I went. I'm into you the did. segue. You I'm did. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, do, are, so, like, to, to kind of wrap, because I want to have some time to kick out with you before you're forced to leave, and I want to be able to hit stop and still be stupid um, for a little bit. Because we don't like, get to see each other at all anymore. No, we don't. Which is terrible. It's terrible. Um, and you're so busy doing all these wonderful, amazing things in your life. Um, but are there any other mantras or self-talk or, like, from a wrapping up perspective, it's like, how can we take these concepts of labels, self-talk, and mantras, and if someone wanted to take something away and apply it right away? What hmm. thoughts do you have? I mean, it's very Byron Katie, and I don't mean it to be, um, but uh, I mean, so. is it true? Mm. Is it true? Even when I hear feedback from somebody and I hear it, I'm like, okay, is that, does that feel, does that feel true? Yeah. That's more of a thing. Does that feel true? Mm-hmm. And true is, you know, 
a layered word. But, yeah, sure, sure. But you know it. You know in your body. So does that feel true? Would I, would I talk to my daughter that way? I think even just in what you said, becoming aware of your body. Because most people see, see, they right. visualize thoughts as being in the head. Right. And so much of my life... I'm a, I'm a very bodily person, so sure. when you say feel it in your body, I'm like, well, duh. But for the person that doesn't right. feel presence do. in their body, sometimes it's noticing, even just noticing your yes. body in that moment going, oh, I feel a pain in my chest, or oh, my stomach is churning, or why does my ankle hurt, mm-hmm. or whatever it happens yeah. to be. That even just becoming aware of that can sometimes be transformative. Yes. And also asking your children, if you have children or younger people, where do you feel that? Yeah. So you want to keep that 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 fluidity because the body is so highly knows before the, the body knows everything. Mm. Um, it just does. <laughs> it knows before we're like, oh, wait. I've... The brain is part of the body. It's just a different True. organ doing True, a different job. It, so you got to be aware of the all sensations. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's when people feel anger, why is it that almost universally they clench their jaw? Mm-hmm. And this is all humans. Mm-hmm. So again, this isn't just woo woo. No, there is true. literal physiology yes. that is occurring. Where Maybe it it's because you're clenching your jaw because you're, there's a risk of getting punched in the face. And that's the way to protect your brain bucket um, is by clenching your jaw. But we do it. Yes. There's a reason we grind our teeth in our yes. sleep when we're anxious. Like all of these things are natural and inherent to to the human body and our physiology. We're just applying it. Yes. In this different way. So being aware, I'm just waiting for Kitty to smack the mic. Um, Being aware of, um, just, just again, being present. I think that asking questions to your point, Mm -hmm. is this true? How valuable is this thought? I think those start to break down the self-talk barrier. Yes. To allow that, to allow new messages. I, I talk about consciously programming yourself, yes. right? If self-talk is a program, well, if that's too computerized, then it's a loop. It's a, it's hitting, you know, repeat on a track and just having it mm-hmm. loop through your head and wh- whatever your image is, whatever your visualization is. Um, so asking questions stops the world. Yes, it stops the loop, and then you have that opportunity to reflect. And discover, like you get to know yourself. Yeah. Isn't that the point? You know. Oh no. I, I mean, not I the think self that so. people tell you that you are, but the right. self, the self. Right. That's when you. That's how you get to play. Which is play advocate. Play. Right. So that's certainly. I, I think that there is inherent value to to humor in self-discovery. Yes. There's humor that deflects self-discovery. I am uncomfortable right now, so I'm going to make a joke to distance myself from my feelings. And then there's humor like, isn't it hilarious that I just told, called myself a sack of shit in my head? I mean, that's total bullshit. It's not even true. I'm not a sack of shit. I mean, obviously I'm a human, duh. But also, there's probably some valuable parts of me. I just need to find them, mm-hmm. right? There's... Play is essential. Yeah. It's essential. Some of my students, when they talk self-deprecating, they're third graders, they have to do the chicken dance. (laughs) So when they stand up and they're doing this, I'm like, they must have said something bad. Why? Because it changed the moment and they're becoming aware. 
and it's and physical so and it's funny. playful and it, and for some of them it really really works yeah, it really works physicalize oh I just said I was bad and then they're like and it was like oh you just talked badly about yourself and they're like laughing because they're doing the chicken dance so it's like moments like that to be just we just want to continue to be aware of how we're communicating but mm-hmm. you can play with it too yeah. I mean it's not it's not all serious it's <laughs> Is it Soros? It's so Soros. <laughs> I know you as being so Soros. <laughs> this is like normal conversation, only more spastic. This is like mildly controlled and on topic. I'm actually. You we were so on topic. I'm actually I'm really, really impressed. <laughs> I, I need a high five for that. I can't. I seriously. I went into this going. I'm gonna have an outline, and fuck it. I know that like. Five minutes in, we're gonna be so far in left field. I, it, it helps that a, it's a topic that's really important to both of us. Yeah, that's true. And so, if it and, was, notes. And, and notes. And notes. How to get back on topic, knowing that there's a time limit? Because if I could keep you for three hours, you know, I'd be like, fuck it, we got three hours. We don't have we don't have the storage on for the video, but we got storage for the audio. I got five hours on that's that so thing. Amazing. Let's just keep going. Um, wow. But I'm so grateful. Yeah, thank you. I'm so grateful to have gotten to hang out and have yeah, this conversation. And um, what's what's the title of your new book? Does it have a title yet? It doesn't. It's a work in progress. Ooh. That should be the title. <laughs> I actually consider oh the God, topic that's is probably the perfect title. That's really funny. Yeah, I it's was all there. edited. I just don't have a title. I was there when she came up with the title for her book. I am a work in progress. Work in progress. So how to da 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 da. Wow, that's actually really good. Oh, okay. We'll see. You heard it first, folks. Actually, by the time I edit this and actually get it out to the world, your book might be out already, <laughs> which would be fabulous. Well, it would be fabulous. It would be fabulous. Well, one way or the other, yeah. look up Jenny Ward everywhere. Thank Unfortunately, you. the book is out of print, so you have to hunt it down, mm. which I did. Hunt it down. Hunt it down if you want to read from a. Uh, 14-year-old book about where you were in your life 14, 14 years, years ago. ago. It's so weird because I'm 21, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I wrote a book seven? It's, like, it's like, wow. That's really impressive. <laughs> you were just that good. You're just that good. It's so weird. You're so good. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, thank you thank for you. being to do this. I'm so happy. And um, thank you, everyone who's watching, for watching and leaving comments and doing all those sorts of things. And whether it's likes and subscribes or reviews on platforms for podcasting or whatever the hell it is you people do. Um, Thanks. Thank you. And here's a little preview of what's coming up next week. I think very, very often there's this tendency to cover up your internal real true thought. And if you really believe in the secret, if you really believe in attracting things to yourself, then the thought that you're denying is the thought that's acting in your world. Just consider that for a minute. Like the show? Consider subscribing through my Patreon at patreon.com slash lifecoachingwithryan. You'll get early access to shows and potentially a host of other rewards. Want more? You can also find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lifecoachingwithryan, where I play some games and I continue the conversation. I'm pretty active on Instagram. You can find me at instagram.com slash educate for the number four underscore life. That's where I do my book club. I record the book club episodes live on Mondays, and then I post them to IGTV. Later, I post them on YouTube. See you next time.